Listening to sermons as we go about our days, driving around or doing our work, is a perfect reminder of our Lord's promises and of His mercies. This is the mission of Upper Room Media. To make the Word of God accessible to anybody and everybody. My beloved, today is the fourth Sunday of the month of Kiyach, and it is the last gospel reading before we celebrate the feast next Saturday evening. Next Sunday, the church celebrates with us the feast of the nativity of our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. We have one week, one week left before we celebrate this great feast. And it is of extreme importance that all of us come to the realization of how important this feast is. Many of us make the mistake of thinking that what we're going to celebrate next week is simply the birthday of Jesus. And when we speak to our children in all simplicity, we sometimes want to tell our children we're going to be celebrating Jesus' birthday. And so some people even go out of their way to be able to say, let's sing happy birthday to Jesus. And this is fine when it comes to our children. Because our children, in their simplicity, all they have to know is that we're celebrating what? The day that Jesus was born for our sakes. But you and me have to realize that what we're celebrating next week is not simply the church coming together and saying happy birthday to Jesus. The church does not find any importance in coming together for us to be able to make a symbolic cake for Jesus and to tell him blow out your candles happy birthday. The church is coming together and celebrating the fact that we have a God who is willing to become man for our sakes. It is not simply that he was born, it's the fact that he was incarnate. It is because we believe in a God who became man that Christianity is so unique. Christianity is different than all the other religions. Why? Because we have a God who is humble. Naturally, you would think that most gods, a God that you can imagine or create from the top of your head, that God would be all-powerful. That God would demand honor. That God would not allow himself to be humiliated. But you have a God who is willing to humble himself. A God who is willing to humiliate himself. Why? Because of the love that he has for you and for me and for all mankind. Now, Zacharias, the priest, he realizes this during the period where he was mute. Zacharias, the righteous priest, who doubted the message of the Archangel Gabriel, which we read just a few weeks ago. This Zacharias, during this period of silence, realizes what you and me are supposed to realize even now, one week before the feast. That the one who is coming to us, the one that we will receive, is the Savior of the world. That it is God who is Almighty, the Creator of the universe, who will condescend and take on the form of a human being, and not just a human being, but an innocent and fragile child. And that God is willing to do this simply because of the love that He has for His creation. Listen to the words that were read today. In the prophetic song of Zacharias that we read today, in the hymn that he says, this poem that comes out of his heart, listen to the words of Zacharias. When he is speaking to his child, he is speaking first and foremost about the God who sends him as a foreigner. 
once they had decided that his name would be John, the Lord allows for Zacharias' tongue to be loosed and he is allowed to speak again. And the first things that come out of his mouth are praise and glory and veneration to God. So he says the following, Blessed is the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people, and he has raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of his servant David. You see, to the people of Israel, redemption, this idea of being redeemed, is extremely important in their history. Because every time they think of redemption, what do they think of? Of how the God of Israel stood with them in Egypt. And how it is that the God of Israel crushed the gods of Egypt. And he showed Pharaoh and all the Egyptians that there is only one God, and it is the God of Israel. And he redeemed them from the slavery of Egypt. To them, when they hear redeem, they think of the past. But Zacharias is not thinking of the past anymore. Zacharias is now thinking of the present. And how it is that now the Lord is redeeming us yet again with an entirely new redemption. Where God visits His people, not as one visits and then leaves, but visits and remains with them, enters into their reality and forever remains in that reality. There are some people who make the mistake of thinking that our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, when He became all that we are, He only put on humanity temporarily. Do not make that mistake, my beloved. The Lord did not become man only for 33 years and then He took off the flesh and threw it away and said, enough with this, as if it was a piece of clothing. The Lord eternally became what we are. The Lord Jesus remains a perfect human being while remaining perfectly God eternally. He sits Himself next to the right hand of the Father in our own nature, coessential with God and coessential with us eternally. His visitation is not temporary. His redemption is not temporary. We cannot speak of Him becoming a human being and born into the world as if it was something in the past. It is something that entered into history 2,000 years ago and remains effective until today and forevermore. We have one week before we celebrate this gift of God. We have one week before we prepare ourselves to receive Him. Just as the manger that was filled with wild animals was capable of being the place of His birth, so also my heart, with all of its filth, with all of the sin that is in it, He still desires to come and dwell there. I have one week to put it in order so that I can receive Him the same way that Bethlehem received Him. He desires to come and be with you. He desires to come and be born even in your heart. We have one week to realize what Zacharias has realized. This is why Zacharias is capable of saying, as he spoke by the mouth of his holy prophets who have been since the beginning of the world, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all who hate us. Why is he coming to you and me? 
Why does he desire to be in our hearts? Why does he desire to be born within us? So that when we receive him, we receive salvation. Because where he is, our enemies must flee. Those who hate us, the enemies, the devil, his demons, they are terrified of the Lord that you believe in. So many of us are still afraid of the evil spirits and demons and Satan and the devil. We're terrified of them because we watch too many movies. When we watch these moonies, we imagine things that are fake. The God that you believe in is eternally more powerful than your enemies. If He is present in your heart, nothing can come near you. Saint Anthony tells you and me, simply do the sign of the cross, call on the name of Jesus, and the devil will flee. He desires to come and make his habitation within you, so that your enemies have no power over you, no authority over you. When Zacharias, the great and righteous priest, realizes this, he praises God as the first words that he offers him when his mouth is loosed. We have seven days. We have the beginning of a new year that is about to come on to us even this evening and tomorrow. The prayer of our heart has to be, Lord, allow me to prepare to receive you. Just as Mary and Joseph and the manger and even the irrational and dumb animals, they receive their king. How much more should you and me, his children, Prepare to be able to receive Him. Prepare to be able to receive the One who wants to save us from our enemies, to take on our nature for the sake of our own salvation. May the God who was born 2,000 years ago and entered into the reality of humanity, the One who was willing to humble Himself and humiliate Himself and take on the form of a servant, May He be the one to grant you and me the grace to be able to purify our own hearts, to come to Him in repentance and confession, that we may be able to make way for Him and to receive Him also. And may we, just like Zacharias, loosen our tongues from sinful behavior and rather use our tongues to be able to offer Him praise and glory. May He be the one to help us prepare for His arrival so that we'll be able to celebrate His birth and the salvation that he offered us. To him be all glory now and forever, and unto the ages of all ages. Amen. This talk was brought to you by Upper Room Media. We hope that this talk has, through the grace of God, touched your heart, and we pray that it will not only inform you, but will also transform you and your life with Christ.